Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems episode 76. We covering Pit Fighter for the Genesis, as you didn't know what system I was on. Anyways, I'm one of the hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is Aaron. Hey guys, Aaron, and hey guys, so excited to have this special guest. He used to be a regular. We always invite him, but we're so pumped to have him. Who's here this time with us? Josh, and uh, I am irregular, so taking some Metamucil, hopefully that'll uh, correct it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we're having some trouble with our pits, you know, fighting off, yeah. that, uh, fighting off the pits. <laughs> We've been in the pits. It smells like pits in here. Yeah, it does. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone called this an unpolished turd. That was some yeah. feedback, but anyways. <laughs> so, this wouldn't be the only 76 this. that's terrible. Oh. oh. <laughs> that's Ew. good. We were just talking about how bad Fallout 76 is. I think a few episodes back, I was talking about how excited I was and was playing it, and then it just sucked. And I sold it. <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> right. So, guys, how you been? I know it's uh, what 10:18 on a nice Sunday evening. How y'all doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. Just had a nice uh, nice weekend with the kids. Uh, we we had a cold front, which in Texas means that it dipped down to about 50. Uh, 30. No, 30. <laughs> it was about 30. 30, 32 degrees. <laughs> yeah, nice. but it was 70 like three days ago at once. Oh, for like man. a few days, it was just 70. And, and that was like the high end low for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I will, I do have something cool to discuss, but I, I'll save that for Sega snippets. But uh, otherwise, it's, Sweet. it's it's been good. I haven't gotten to play games too much, but uh, it's, it's been going all right here. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, too. Uh, pretty good weekend. I had uh, some friends over yesterday. We were modding some uh, PS2 and Wii systems, so that was fun. Yeah. And um, my 13th wedding anniversary is tomorrow. So awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. That's Looking great. forward to that. You going to celebrate by playing some Pit Fighter? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to decide who has to do the dishes for the next year based on who wins a Pit Fighter. So you guys, I was gonna say you can do a co-op as a kind of a marriage bonding experience, but you know, yeah, a little competitive if you want. That's good. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I. So you got married in 2006. That's the same year I got married. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, nice. So mine's in August though, so be celebrating it then. Very cool. That's and cool. Uh, Josh, I know you've been busy doing some cool Arcade USA stuff, which I'll post the links on there. So you want to give us a little background on that? Sure. Yeah. So. um I, I did some uh, homebrew highlight videos a couple years ago for uh, for Willie on uh, Arcade USA. I was talking about some homebrew ColecoVision games, and uh, I think after the first or second video, he said uh, he got a lot of positive feedback, so uh, he invited me to do some more. And then um, I did a couple more, and I got busy, and I just kind of got back into it recently. So I did a review on uh, Penguin Adventure and Shmup for the ColecoVision, which is really cool. So if you guys are into homebrew stuff, I'll be talking about uh, quite a few more on there. And then I also did uh, a pickup video just on different Coleco hardware and stuff I picked up. And then I did a, uh, a Genesis Collection video. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was fun. So I was, I was like going through some of my games, you know, I've, we've moved a couple times and I'm trying to trim down my collection cause I just have so much stuff. And like, I laid out all my Genesis games and I was like, I feel like I should talk about these because I've got all my favorites here and I'm trying to pick them. So I made a video and just went through and talked about some of my favorite games. So it was fun. Chester Cheetah. Yeah, that's right. Bubsy too. Cool for school. <laughs> too cool for school. <laughs> just only 
cat themed video games <laughs> for some weird reason. I, I have no idea why, but that's not it. <laughs> Don't worry, there's some of that in this game too. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I have a lot of EA games actually in my lineup, and yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Nice. Well, yeah, so check that out. Check out Arcade USA. Uh, Willie does a ton of awesome videos as well. His pickup videos are cool. Just be careful because it'll make you want to buy random stuff like blip i don't know if you guys saw that video on the little blip toy that he had it's like a a little led that moves around it sounds really basic but you watch the video and you're like man i want one of those now <laughs> so uh yeah check out his channel there's tons of other cool st- uh videos on there yeah. and uh, i'll be posting some more absolutely we'll put the links here on the show notes and uh, anything willie does is great we've had him on the show before so a big fan of his stuff at arcade usa and it was cool to see you too josh i checked out that uh sega genesis video uh, very cool so Good deal. So as, cool. as far as anything with me goes, I'm just busy working hard and um, playing some games. I'm gonna get. I'll get into some cool stuff later in Sega snippets. Um, what I've been doing game wise, but uh, we'll get there a little later. But anyways, if you listeners like to connect with us, check us out on the web at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com/genesisgymspodcast. Join our group on Facebook, which is where most of the interaction happens at facebook.com/group/genesisgyms. Send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengyms. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And newly, we are on Anchor FM. So if any of you Podomatic listeners out there heard the little announcement, we are going away from Podomatic, which is pretty cool. Uh, Anchor Freedom! F- yeah, exactly. Anchor <laughs> FM is a much more cost-efficient uh, platform. There's going to be some ads. So you guys have already heard some ads and some of this stuff. So we're trying that out. I actually had my wife record an ad, which was hilarious. So trying to have a little fun with that as well. But um, getting away from uh, Podomatic, uh, Anchor actually just got bought out from Spotify. So Spotify will now own <laughs> the service. We just found that out last week. So, uh, ch- you know, check that out at anchor.fm slash Genesis Gems Podcast. But uh, the feed should not have been affected. I checked everything. No one needed to resubscribe. So I was very excited about that. And, um, guys, Patreon, I wanted to give a little announcement. Um, Aaron and I have been discussing this. We don't know what it looks like yet, but with the change from Podomatic to Anchor, um, our fees will probably shrink. So our whole give us $100 a month, uh, uh, you know, theme here doesn't mean that's going to not pay for everything. So I want to make sure we're just up in front with you guys. I don't know what it looks like yet. We still have to pay for website hosting and some other little things as well. So um, we're still going to do Patreon. We're still going to plug away at that and do the same rewards for now, but I am going to remove that little statement on there after this month is over. Once I see the bill, uh, that $100 a month will pay completely free for the podcast because I do not want to lie to you guys. But uh, yeah, if you'd like to check us out on Patreon, we are on patreon.com slash Genesis Gems. And uh, I want to give a big thanks to all those patrons out there right now. Um, if you want to give $1 a month, you get all the episodes that we cover. Uh, I think there's about 17 or 18 episodes out there now, Aaron. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, great. Great. It's cool stuff out there. We did things from Sega CD to Sega Saturn to the Game Gear, uh, you know, more modern things like Yakuza, which we did last time with uh, um, George Vosper. So just want to appreciate that. Just appreciate you guys giving us a, a chance on there. And we just want to say a big thanks to Chris Vanderhoff, James Walter, Joseph Garris, Jared Adams, Kaylee Tickets, Geek Volution, Timothy McGowan, Tyler J, Laurent Giru. Michael Hayes, Chris Fox, Otter Gregerson, Jim Jones, Jim, Brandon Petty, Chad Clark, Rob, Andrew Coed, Stephen Godrich, Jonathan Henderson, Gabe Van Gilder, Ian McGarry, or Ian McGarry, sorry, Classic Gaming Quarterly, Cutta, Bastian Nocera, Barnaby Jones, Jason Wilson, Bradley Smith, Retroblist, Andy Layton, 
Uh, God, I am there about a Joshua Witt. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Landon Long, hey. Marty Matt D, and Michael. Thank each one of you for being a gem and for supporting us on Patreon. Thanks for patronizing us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, also a, an apology to Chris Vanderhoft. He sent us a really cool email that I completely forgot to read last time. Didn't want to miss out. He, he, didn't, even, he didn't even remind me. Chris would usually remind me when I do something wrong, so I appreciate it, Chris, not uh, calling out my uh, my problems. But <laughs> Chris actually sent an email. He says, uh, great podcast. And he says, hey, guys, Chris Vanderhoff here, and I just wanted to say what a great podcast this is. I love the interesting pieces of information from Mr. Wikipedia himself, Aaron Hickman, and the, da- <laughs> <laughs> and the dad jokes from Mr. Joke himself, Nick Stevens. The chemistry between you two is great. It's like you two are friends from your childhood. The format is great, and all the segments of the podcast are enjoyable to listen to. I can't wait to listen to more and to hear some more non-Genesis games, especially for the Sega CD. Hint, hint. Keep up the grid work and keep the episodes coming. We appreciate it. Uh, P.S. Two dudes in a tangent doesn't hold a light to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Speaking of Patreon episodes, dude, that Snatcher episode for Sega CD was sweet. Oh, So if you guys have not listened to that, check it out, because I haven't played it yet, but I've been wanting to play it ever since I heard that episode. Yeah, yeah, it's well worth playing. I, I think it even, you know, some of the gameplay is a little dated, but I think it still holds <laughs> up today, especially the story. It, I think compared to even some of the Metal Gear games, the story makes more sense. <laughs> uh, so it's it's my favorite Kojima game. Very cool. And then one more piece of listener business. Um, if you guys haven't seen this, don't follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we are going to be having a monthly game night, uh, kind of cross promoting with the dudes. Um, sorry, I know that stinks, guys. We gotta do every, gotta do some podcast services every now and then for the community. So we 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 decide to you know let the dudes kind of hang out with us. But uh, on uh, our first one will be on February the twenty first at eleven p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. A little late for me, but I'm gonna enjoy it. We're going to be playing Mario Kart for the Switch, and um, we will be chatting on Discord. I will post that link to our show notes, but um, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, that link is right there. I've already seen some of you joining that Discord group, so thank you all so much for that. But if you want to come out and hang out with us and watch me beat the junk out of uh, Michael and Justin in Mario Kart, uh, that'd be a good night for us to do that. So. Nice. <laughs> all right, guys. With that, let's go right into our next segment, which is Sega Snippets. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. As far as Sega goes for me, I haven't been playing much other than Pit Fighter uh, for Sega. But I want to talk about real quick something I'm doing for the year 2019. Um, Every stinking year, I put some kind of video game um, resolution out there and I never follow it. It's usually just... Here's a list of games I'm going to beat, and it gets out of control when I end up buying more than I play, of course. Do you uh, have a resolution for the the two dudes list of top ten games you have that keeps growing? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't know if they know this, but I'm actually going to be on a Patreon episode with them actually talking about my real <laughs> my real top ten. So we're going to right the wrongs for their stupid nice. little... Uh, and, and I'll be list. on an up, upcoming episode, too, for some... They, I don't know. They must like us or something. It's weird. <laughs> we're yeah. frenemies. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We don't like them, but they keep talking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, real quick, what I'm doing, um, I have a little list on my computer. It says 2019 games to beat. And I'm just listing one game per month. Um, that's going to be my little resolution. If I can at least get through that and only buy towards those games, I'm going to be happy. So like right now, I'm playing uh, God of War for PS4. I missed that last year. It's kind of been on my uh, my radar for a while, and I finally got it. I'm playing through that right now, and I love it. And, so, and then like next month, I wrote down... 
Resident Evil 2 Remake. Really want to play that game. Uh, can't wait for that. No clue what I'm going to do in April, but like in May, I'm going to buy Dragon Do- Dragon's Dogma on the Switch because I never got to play that game many, many years ago when it came out on the PS3. So I'm just trying to pick one game per month to really tackle. And any extra games in the between there is kind of a, a little nice surprise. But uh, that's kind of my goal for the 2019 for games. I don't know. I just feel like every year I buy three or four games a month and I play half of one. And then they just sit on my shelf. So it's kind of a bad habit. I need a break. Saving yep. money and saving my sanity. <laughs> I hear you, man. I'm the same way. I did finally beat uh, Uncharted 4, though, and that was amazing. Yeah, and I know you can get that super cheap now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like 20 bucks or less. Now. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, great. Those games are awesome. Yeah, I need to grab that. And uh, I know there's like uh, a kind of a side story in there, too, uh, after 4 came out. And then you can get the uh, Drake's collection. And I, I've beaten one, two, and three. I just haven't played uh, any of the other ones except for the Vita one. Yeah, I love in four they do a throwback and you actually play Crash Bandicoot in the game yeah. in four. Yeah, right that was so cool. That was cool. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yep. Like as soon as I turned it on, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna play Crash Bandicoot. And I was like, Yes, I was right. They even do so- some they even do some dialogue over it. It was really cool. Yeah, that was a great part of that yeah. game. Yeah. But why don't they like throw in a segment where you're playing King's Bounty? Because I mean, that's even more throwback Naughty Dog. That's like Sega Genesis. Yeah. So that's funny you <laughs> mentioned that game. Like uh, that, somebody mentioned to me that I should check that one out. And that was like when I was doing my video, I had that game out. So I I grabbed it. I haven't got rid of it yet. Is it? Oh, you I know what? I said, I said I said I said uh, <clears throat> I misspoke. I said King's Bounty. That's like the precursor to the uh, Heroes of Might and Magic series. Oh. What I meant to say, both EA games, both EA published games, what I meant to say was Rings of Power, which was like Naughty Dog's, I think, like second game. And they was... released it on Mega Drive on oh, Sega Genesis. Yeah. And uh, it's like 91 yeah, or something it's like that. Like a, yeah, it's, it's like one of the few uh, RPGs on the system. And yeah, it's it's like halfway between a ripoff of Lord of the Rings and Ultima. So, <laughs> so take your pick. It rips off both. But yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Sorry. That's, that was my aside. <laughs> I, I was just thinking it would be, it would be hilarious if like they dug even further back into their catalog. They're like, Oh, here's way of the warrior on the oh, 3DS. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that reminds me of pit fighter a little bit in a way, but that's just because of the whole, uh, digitized graphics thing. Yeah, Way of the Warrior had this amazing cover art with like a, I think it was like a sword going through a skull with a yin yang or something on it. <laughs> it was like, yes. Yeah, that's nice. Was so, uh, how about you guys, Sega snippets wise? Anything going on? Um, for me, let's see. I've got a show coming up uh, where I'm performing as, of course, my artist named Daya. Uh, I've got a local show coming up in. March and I'm gonna have uh, my my buddy from high school playing drums live with my stuff and uh, I'm gonna be playing guitar. Well, the thing is, I need to get a new guitar because uh, yeah. I've just been with an acoustic one for a while. So I got a new electric guitar and it's um it's like the most sonic looking guitar possible. <laughs> it's the SX Liquid and it's like a uh, Lake Placid Blue or something like that. And it's like a very blue color, um, and the body shape is amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just like 
I thought it was like the perfect guitar to get, and it was like this from this place called Rondo Music. Um, Whoa! <laughs> there goes my stuff. Man down. I hope that wasn't your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just like my sound interface. That's oh. okay. I don't need those speakers. Can you still hear me? You still sound yep. great, man. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whew. And some percussion there. Sound in her face, right? <laughs> <You're terrible>. <laughs> <laughs> you were bad. But the guitar uh, sounds great. Um, it's an SX liquid. The SX line, uh, Rondo Music uh, has them. You know, something like a Gibson or a Les Paul uh, or like a um, Stratocaster Fender or anything like that. It's it's kind of halfway in between both of those, to be honest. But it sounds great. Um, didn't put me back too much and like the reviews I've read and from playing it, it plays just as well for guitars that go for hundreds more. So I really dig it. I threw some, uh, Sega related decals on it. <laughs> so it's got <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog and the Sega logo on it. So it's my, I think, um, <laughs> my buddy Trevin, Trevin Hughes dread, uh, he, he said, you are now Daya the Shredhog. So. <laughs> nice. Does it do PSG, Aaron? Uh, you know what? Um, <laughs> I, I haven't checked for that 50% square uh, setting yet, but I'll, I'll look for it. Let us know. He's got I'll a, let you know. He's got a stomp box that just says cat noises. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like it's like a cat's tail, it looks like, and you just stomp on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh man. But uh yeah, that that's about it for me. Um uh, you know, the guitar isn't inherently Sega related, but I made it Sega related. That's right, that's right. Nice. <laughs> it's got like what well, those those pickups look like P nineties or something, right? It's got like Yeah, they're P nine three uh series of three P ninety pickups. Nice. Sir. Uh as far as Sega stuff for me, um I Got a CRT TV and I modified it to take uh, an RGB signal. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it made my Sega look completely amazing. So, uh, I just got a SCART cable for my Sega Genesis Model 1, added a SCART port to my CRT TV, and got pretty much the highest quality possible uh, signal going into it. And Sonic looks phenomenal on it. So, that was really fun. Uh, it works for all my other consoles, too. Um, and then. Let me think. Uh, I ended up getting the latest Mega Dri- Mega EverDrive X7. Uh, my wife got me that uh, a few months ago. Really enjoying that. Um, you know, you could you could load up a, an episode of Genesis Gems and you could play it as a WAV file oh, on your X7. Nice. Really? <laughs> yes, you I may can have do, to that. do that. And then I could use my uh, my little uh, volume control there on my Model One and rock out <laughs> that's what i do on stage oh you know what? I'll, I'll carry it around with my nomad oh, oh nice it'll be my, my walkman i'll just like i'll be able to listen for like half an episode and have to change out the batteries <laughs> <laughs> i don't you know what i don't know if the nomad uh does the wave playback um because it's stereo wave and it's because the cartridge has its own special DAC on it i don't know if the nomad does it though i will i'll give it a try I'll give it. Yeah, you, awesome. know. you may make it to ask Aaron. <laughs> yeah, and then um, it's sort of Sega related. So we were um, we were modifying the uh, the Wii system, and I was able to get 
uh, I was able to get a way to play my GameCube games on my Wii off the hard drive, which is really sweet. So I was putting my GameCube games onto the hard drive, and uh, my wife and I uh, started going back to some of our favorites. And uh, just just uh, right before we started recording, we were playing Super Monkey Ball, oh. which is a Sega game. Uh, yes. Published by Sega. Oh, my gosh. Like, that game is it's, perfect. That is one of the best. I love it. It's like it's so casual and like and she's like kicking my butt while we're playing Monkey Target and we're both having fun and it's really casual. It's just really good party game. Uh love that one. Monkey Target is like the best of the mini games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Yeah. I don't does, has it been released on anything recently? Like mm, I mean the most recent thing I can think of is maybe the Wii or the Wii U, but it like the most recent thing is I'll see it in the arcades occasionally. It's just not they turned it into a ticket redemption game, so it's just not as fun because, um, you know, you lose pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just trying to get tickets, and that's it. Huh. That's crazy. But it's it's not bad. It's just not the best monkey ball game. Did you guys pick up that? Wasn't there a Sega uh, collection on the Switch that came out recently? Uh, yeah, I wish I had a Switch. Yeah, it's the same one that came out for PS4 and Xbox One just a little later. But uh, I've been okay. want, I've been wanting to get it. I think that's one of those games I wouldn't mind buying that wouldn't be on my 2019 games to beat list because it's just kind of like a pick up and play thing. So, but I kind of want. I'm kind of debating whether or not I get a physical copy or just download it on the Switch. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kinda, I've been I've been going more digital recently, which I never thought I would. Yeah, but. me too. So I don't know. It's just like the the less space I have, I don't I don't know. I'd, I'd, yep. I'd rather make all my old retro stuff look nice on a shelf than keep buying all this modern stuff. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you get like a if you buy a disc, it's like you get the disc and there's no manual. And it's just a yeah. case, and it's like, ah. and then you put the disc in and you have to wait like 25 minutes for it to download anyway. So it's kind of like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. Sega snippets, right? <laughs> <laughs> cool yes sir all right well without further ado we will go to the next part of this podcast which is ask aaron aaron hickman is a dude who knows a lot about sega games ask him questions it's okay and he will answer them if he wants so we got a big i don't know if we want to call it big news but we're going to try to keep ask aaron as a uh, as streamlined as we can. We, we definitely want everyone to have a good chance to get their questions in, but um, I think it's been getting just a little bit long. <laughs> and um, we decide- Yeah, I mean, we don't want it to get longer than the actual <laughs> meat of the show. The actual- Hasn't that already happened? I feel like it has. Hey, you know what? I, it's very possible. It's some, sometimes it's like, you know what? It's, it takes longer to do this segment than to actually play through this game in real time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, I, and i know Kel, michael kelser from two dudes was kind of trolling us a little bit and i think he even came out and said he wasn't serious but i think aaron and i both kind of took it to heart a little bit <laughs> but well maybe we like, should oh man <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i have those 10 questions written down here aaron so i'm just glad you didn't kick me off the show i mean oh, that no. would another that would have been the, the you know the the, the best solution yeah but i guess you didn't go that route. No, I, <laughs> a spinoff podcast yeah, right of a spinoff yeah <laughs> i feel like all of our podcasts in the network have been spinoffs so. we're all spun off of like <laughs> something all in the family or golden girls or something like that <laughs> <laughs> trading places that's right nice. <laughs> all right 
So let's get into this. Question one comes from Ian McGarry. Ian says, if you could have made a soundtrack for a movie, which one would it have been? Hashtag what is love? Oh, man. You know what? By putting that hashtag in, I'm I'm just thinking of like Night at the Roxbury. (laughs) But Hathaway already made the the main song for that movie. So I'm just like, oh, whew. So if I was going to make music for a movie... Oh, geez. I don't know. Like, I really liked the music for Kung Fury. So, I was thinking, wasn't there going to be like a, hmm. I'm trying to think movies along those lines where they're like retro futuristic. Uh, Dude, what about War Games? Yeah. yeah. You know, War Games would be cool. Like an updated version of War Games. I, I like the soundtrack with the original movie with it. Matthew Brock. I, yeah, I love that soundtrack. There's like there's like at least one song in there though. When I was listening, I was like, what is this? Like it was totally out of place. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I, I would do that or uh Tron. I mean Tron Legacy was cool. Uh I think the best part of that movie was probably the Daft Punk soundtrack. But and then they went and did like an eight bit remix album of the soundtrack so that was awesome so yeah i'd be down to like i'll i'll score the next tron movie <laughs> or I'll, I'll score the uh the console wars movie that's still supposed to come out there you go put your name in a hat <laughs> Ooh, we're having a high score contest oh, did you see that <laughs> oh that's my score in yeah. real time yeah. Shots fired. <laughs> I paused it's, that. I paused that like an hour ago. I was kind of playing it here. <laughs> almost, but not quite. Nah, now nah, I'm just like, nah, oh, nah. I say Genesis is about to see. This is like, I shouldn't have posted my score. Like nobody said anything and I posted mine and then everybody beat mine. And then, and then uh, Nick is like, I'm going to wait till the last second while recording so that no one has a chance to top my score. Uh, Aaron, Aaron like, got me. <laughs> so it's like, I won't say anything. I'll wait for his real score to get posted. I'm just kidding. Nice. Oh, All right. <laughs> Question two. Okay. Yes. From, from Timmy Mac. Uh, what are your favorite emulators and features you look for in them? Uh, Nesticle, Genesis. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm like listing off late <laughs> later. Some people still download didn't for some reason. Sh- didn't they shut down Nesticle? I thought I heard that. No, you can't. You can't shut down an emulator. I mean, uh, like I mean, the you can, site. I think the site's gone. Oh, I mean, the site might be gone, but Nesticle lives on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does. That's such an awful name. For years, <laughs> people still buy that emulator, even though it was like horribly inaccurate the, the severed hand oh i never forgot yeah, that. yeah i remember yeah. that yeah <laughs> anyway sorry aaron <laughs> uh yeah the best emulators uh i would say for like sega genesis uh gems is, is pretty good yeah. uh on modern machines fusion seems to work a little better but if you're on windows 10 i tend to say go for retro arc if you can because uh, you've got one clean user interface, and then you can uh, have it find all your games and load different cores, which are the emulator cores. And you can try out the emulators right there. You don't have to go to different sites and download them. You can download them straight from the program, and it works great. So for arcade, obviously, things like MAME um, and for snes uh snes 9x 
works great. I think it, yeah. I think it, by now, I think it's uh, Eclipse ZSNES a little bit. The best one, the most accurate one for that system is probably uh, Hygen or BSNES. Uh, I think they're like the same author. Uh, that one's the most accurate. And then, like for NES, there's stuff like Nestopia and FCEUX. And then, like I really like the Retro Achievements dot uh, org website because you can get achievements for playing these old games. That people they create these these achievements and it's great. But um, I think Nick was trying it out, and the problem he had was. Like some of them were crashing on him, and I think it's just some weird compatibility issues with Windows yeah, 10 because Windows I, does not love this stuff. I had uh, I had this issue where my B and C button were combined whenever I press B, so I found a forum out there <clears throat> where I actually had to go in and change the code <laughs> to get the work right. <laughs> Was it just for your controller? No, I tried three different controllers, and uh, <laughs> and I found I found a forum where where it's like a, a list of like 30 responses, and some guy was like a uh, I just opened up this version of the software and copied and pasted this text in there. So I was like, ah, heck, why not? And it worked. <laughs> I can't even remember what I changed, but I changed them. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It's, so, and, and I think there's a way to use those achievements with RetroArch. So, yeah, I usually say go with RetroArch if you can. There's some specialized emulators that aren't inside there yet. That makes sense, you know, for, for certain, I think for certain microcomputers. But when you can, uh, that's what I recommend because you can use usually like one configuration and then it's pretty easy. Um, it's pretty easy to get stuff set up once you get used to it. For ColecoVision, uh, Cool CV is a really good one. It lets you do the Super Game module, which is really sweet. Yeah, I, I have used a few uh, Coleco emulators. I don't know if I've used that one, though. I'm trying to remember what I used inside RetroArch for that, too. That might be one of the cores, um, but yeah, there's there's a ton. Um, but yeah, good question. Nice. <laughs> All right. So Andrew Coed asks, "What is your favorite Genesis co-op game?" Whew. Hit Fighter, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hit Fighter. Uh, to be to be completely serious, probably Gunstar Heroes. That's one of my absolute favorites um contra gauntlet four those are some obvious ones i think yeah. uh, just really good uh pick up and play co-op games and i i'm sure there's more but uh those those are the ones i i really gravitate towards toe jam and earl yeah toe jam and earl most definitely and then i'd say streets of rage here, <laughs> yeah streets of rage 2 uh and then even Sonic, you know, you can play co-op. It's probably not the best game for co-op, but Sonic 2 has has uh, the ability to play as two people. And then, uh, what was it? Oh, there was another one I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, Soldier of Fortune. That's yeah, another Yeah, that game's awesome. Co- co-op game. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's some, some really cool ones out there. General Chaos. General chaos. You can play on the same team, can't you? And like, yeah, oh yeah, jam. Uh, that's another one. Yeah. So there's some good ones out there. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from Rodney Clark, which I actually 
Love this question. I don't know that anyone's ever asked it for you, Aaron. Uh, which style of shoot 'em up do you prefer, horizontal or vertical? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, okay. Horizontal or vertical? Um, uh, that is very tricky. So, I will probably say I've played more really good vertical shooters but i don't know why why do i say that and then some of my favorites are still like horizontal (laughs) it's it's hard to say it's really hard because and then like i'm thinking like one of my favorite ones kind of cheats and does both which is like um life force on the nes oh yeah (laughs) and then you had like uh well like thunder force 2 uh it had like this whole thing where it was like you can scroll in all directions and then it was side side on view. Um but yeah, man, that's that's a good question. I'm trying to think because I have to like think of all the like the really good uh vertical shooters versus the horizontal ones, and I'm thinking like ho- the horizontal wise, you've got like the Thunder Force games, you've got Gradius. the Gradius games, R type. Um, yeah, R type, yeah. Yeah, you've got Lords of Thunder. Biohazard uh, Battle. <laughs> yes. And you then know, for vertical... Like, like, like for me, I don't think I have a preference. I just think I'm better at the, ver- at the vertical ones for some reason. I don't know if it's just like the field of vision you get or what, but I just feel like I play those better than I do the horizontals. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I like horizontal better, I think, just because of our type and... Uh... Life Force. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I feel like just from the games I've played, it seems like the horizontal ones you have more, I guess, upgrade options, or there's a little bit more depth. Like even Forgotten Worlds, you can like buy stuff in the sh- in the shop. I feel like with horizontal ones, there's usually a little bit more in terms of upgrades. But I don't know. That's just my experience. There's there seems to be a bit more emphasis on. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> I keep thinking of games that do both, but there, in the overhead ones, there's more uh, enemies, like ground enemies, where you have to like drop things on them. Yeah. And so you'll get like different power ups that do that. And uh, I don't know. There's there's a huge variety out there, and I think that's one of the things that like we've probably not covered enough of on the show because we I think we've done like a grand total of like one, maybe two shooters on the system. Yeah, we did Philios. What was the other one? Yeah, the other one was the the next last stage of Gunstar Heroes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's about it. So that's that's one of our New Year's resolutions is we're going to cover some more shoot 'em up games. I think. And speaking of Forgotten Worlds, co op games, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a twofer. That's twofer. a twofer. Twofer. And then and then the Troubleshooter series. Also, super good shooter games, which I'm still confused why those aren't co-op games. But they are amazing games on the system. Cool. So I think he had another part of his question, which is top five uh, from preferred style. Battle Garega, which I think is the sequel to Troubleshooters, is one of the best uh shooters on on at least on the mega drive uh i'm just gonna go with mega drive games because i feel like if i go outside of that it will just keep on going forever so top five um 
Like, let's let's see if we can do this. So top five um, horizontal. So Battle Garega, I would say Forgotten Worlds is in there. Uh, Thunder Force three and four, and then uh, to round it out, why don't we say um, Biohazard Battle? That's a really good one. <laughs> and then for the vertical ones, Wolfilius is in there. Uh, I really like Undead Line, though it's super hard. And I think that counts. And then I would also say, uh, was it Raiden Trad? I think that's on the system, yeah. Um, if you really, oh, Musha. Can't forget Musha. It's like the best. <laughs> <laughs> So we got Musha. What's what's one more really good vertical shooter on the system? And I'll probably kick myself. <laughs> I just keep thinking uh, of uh, Ikaruga, which is not on the Genesis, but <laughs> it's a Sega. No, sir, it is not. <laughs> Game's awesome. So why don't we just say Fire Shark? That's another really good one. There you go. So there you go. Did you say Sewer Shark? Yeah, Sewer, Sewer Shark, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Super shark just sounds like a nasty word for taking a douche. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Brandon Mark Petty asked, have you ever played a Genesis game and thought, man, this was better on the NES or SNES? Blasphemy. Blasphemy, I know. Oh, well, definitely not Pit Fighter. Because <laughs> that game is unfinished on the SNES. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, um, this is a really good question, though. Battletoads, oh, yeah, I was for my money, is definitely better on the NES. I feel like they got the timing wrong on the Genesis version. Yeah. And maybe that's just me. Maybe if you grew up with the Genesis version, you'd think differently. But I think the music David Wise did was better on the NES. And I think the timing is just a, a tad better. Graphically, of course, I won't argue, looks better on the Genesis. But everything else, I feel like just was was done better on there. I agree. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that, and then for SNES, yeah, I'd say there's, there's a few games that were just overall better on the system. And I'm trying to think of a, a good example because there's, mm, I would say, mm, Mortal Kombat 2, Possibly. When Mortal Kombat 2 dropped on the SNES and you didn't need to put in a blood code, <laughs> it was just all right there, you know. But now if I if I try to compare them, I don't know how they would exactly match up. But I just remember I played Mortal Kombat 2 a lot more on the SNES. And... A lot of, a lot of the other ones were kind of neck and neck. It's just like you'd play the SNES version... And you'd have like a higher color palette, but they'd about play the same. Like there was a, a port of Thunder Force. I think it was just called, uh, it might have been called Lightning Force on the other system also. But yeah, I can't remember exactly how those stacked up. And there's like um, another version of, of Sparkster, but it's like a different game. So I can't really compare those. I'm thinking of like the the console wars guys where <laughs> they would compare the two systems. Yeah, but 
Yeah, like you, you think of like Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It's not really fair because it, that that's like the third game in the series. So I don't know. Maybe but, some of the wrestling games. I don't know for control purposes if you only have a three. Yes, yes, yeah. I would agree. Stuff like uh, yeah, the the WWF games, yeah, the definitely. Royal Rumble and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Royal Rumble and Raw were easier to play on SNES just because you had more buttons. If you didn't have the six button, for sure. But yeah, good question. Sweet. All right, next one comes from Michael Kelso. He says, "Is my question in the top then?" So, Michael, oh, did you skip? Uh, did you skip Chris? Oh, he, what did he, he ask? Question? Oh yeah, he just said. Didn't he say like, "I'm"? I guess I'm not in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a question. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still counts. <laughs> Still counts, guys. <laughs> well, I, I didn't copy and paste it in my Word document because I wanted to give uh, everyone else a chance. <laughs> All, right. All right. So going on from Michael's worthless question, uh, Nick DeMarco asks, considering our affinity for the console, what non-popular under-the-radar Genesis title would have been cool to see on a TurboGrafx-16 and vice versa? Oh, what uh, non-popular under-the-radar Genesis title? Hmm. On the TurboGrafx-16, which I think was more known for shoot-em-ups and side-scrollers, TurboGrafx-16 was kind of lacking in RPGs, kind of like the Genesis, unless you went over to Japan. So, and also quality sports games. (laughs) So, I think (laughs) TurboGrafx-16 could have benefited from stuff like NBA Jam. I think... If we're talking about under the radar, though, like you said, under the radar, uh, I feel like Starflight was under the radar enough. Yeah. I don't think that was like a <laughs> huge seller on the system. So I think that would have been a really cool game on the TurboGrafx-16 that they could have pulled off. Um, I would have also liked to have seen... Hmm, trying to think some hidden gem type stuff. Ah, see what you did there. Like metal Jesus rocks. Um, <laughs> no, I like when that comes up. I just think of the game stack guys when one of them will put on a, a long fancy wig and pretend to be metal Jesus. But that's if you haven't been on YouTube, that's <laughs> it, it happens. It's hilarious. Okay, so let's just go with that. I'll have that be my answer, and then vice versa. Blazing lasers is an obvious choice but that was probably a bigger game for the system i would say military madness um because i think the jazz could have used more cool strategy type games like that uh and then in terms of just like oddball weird games toilet kids <laughs> it's just toilet a kids, yeah. hilariously weird uh shoot em up it would have been cool on the sega genesis oh and legendary axe yeah. Even though it's not under the radar, it's a great, great game. Die Hard would have been cool. Oh, the Die Hard uh, TurboGrafx-16 one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. I really like, um, what's, uh, I think it's called uh, Dragon Spirit. Yeah. Oh, man, that is like such a good shooter. That would have been sweet on the Genesis. Yeah, Dragon Spirit would have been great. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good graphic 16 games. There was even a port of, I think it was Wonder Boy 3. Um, 
the Dragon's Trap. Always wish that would have had a Sega Genesis port. All right. All let's right. get rolling. Get rolling, rolling. Uh, Kyle Murphy asks, is it hard to remain humble while becoming a top-tier chiptune artist? <laughs> I don't know about top-tier, but <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. You're top-tier in our uh, heart, man. No, it's it's not hard for Aaron. He's pretty much great at what he does. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he knocks yeah. everything out of the park. Yep. Everything's always 100%. So it's not hard for him to be humble. Nope. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate all the, the love and support. Um yeah, I know as long as I have people that still listen to it, I'm I'm happy. You know, I don't need fame and fortune ever. Chiptune doesn't make you lots of piles of money, so <laughs> it, it's 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 kind of its own reward uh, when you master a chip and figure out how to get non dying cat sounds out of the Sega <laughs> Genesis. That's that's a major win. Um, like I I just did uh, an intro for my buddy Joe over at on the stick on YouTube and like what's crazy is he just put out this video with his new, with the new intro I made him and the new uh, graphics for his, uh, for his show. And like he, he covered double dragon uh, for the arcade. And then the, uh, he's talking about the mega drive version and that video, like he's been doing it for 10 years. And that video got like 15,000 views, which is just in- insane to me, like or 17,000 now. Uh, and it's like his most viewed video. And this was like in the span of like a week and a half or two weeks. So like, I, I'm just happy to be a small part of that, <laughs> you know, just like, um, and then, you know, people saying, Hey, I like the new intro. Like I, I just, I, I love stuff like that. So it, it helps me, uh, to keep, keep going and, and see, see what else I can do. I feel like there's always new avenues and things I haven't tried yet. So thank you. Awesome. All right. So the final question comes from Antonio Sanchez. It says, Oh, did you skip Josh? <gasps> oh no, I did. You're right. Good job. Skip save, me, save me for last. Okay. Oh, the other Josh. No, Josh. Yeah. yeah. This this came from Josh Ballard. I'm sorry, Josh, man. <laughs> Josh Ballard asks, "What's your favorite game show game to play on Genesis?" Which that's an awesome question. I like that. Whew. You know, I used to own. Let's see, what was it? Uh, Sports Jeopardy, and I stunk at that game. <laughs> I knew none of the questions, so that's obviously not it. That's like my least favorite. For me. I'd probably have to go with something like, mm, I'm kind of limited on options here for game show, game show games. Hey, there's the killing game show, <laughs> but that's not really a game show game, is it? It's oh, there's Smash TV. Does that count? Uh, I I'll allow it. Yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hey, it's a game within a uh, a TV show, so it's like Running Man the game, so. Or there's also flashback, but it's only part of it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna say Smash TV. Cool, good one. I always like Family Feud, but that's just me. Uh, so Antonio Sanchez, yes, yeah, you solid. I did play that a lot. 
Play, like playing on the iPhone and crap. But uh, Antonio Sanchez says, Have you ever found or had a Genesis Model 2 with a three-fourths board that is supposedly as good sounding as a as an HDG Model 1? No, I have not. But I'd be interested to hear it and compare it to my Model 1 because I am curious now. But the only thing it won't have is a volume rocker. It won't have the... Uh, the slide notch thing on it with the stereo sound. Yep. All right. So Josh, you had a question around this thing. I did. Uh, so my question for ask Aaron is Aaron, what was the greatest casualty of Y2K and why was it ska music? (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> no, I, yeah, you know what? You're you're absolutely right because it it seems like there was the third ska revival, and then ska music just disappeared in so the public sad. consciousness like right after 2000. And it's hilarious because I just saw Real Big Fish like <laughs> a week ago with my nephew, and it brought back a flood of late 90s, early teenage angst and. uh great memories i mean when when i was in high school like my playlist pretty much consisted of ska and punk bands so yeah, me too dude <laughs> i was just like listen to the tony hawk pro skater soundtrack yeah. and that was it yep yeah that's the whole reason i even got into the band goldfinger which i still love to this yeah. day <laughs> goldfinger uh suicide machines yeah. catch 22 Jerry, Lesson Jake. Jerry was a race car driver, but promise on there. Love that baseline. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, I've been building yeah. a uh, a playlist on my Apple Music. It's just called High School, and I'm trying to like add all my favorite high school music from it. Uh, kind of living back in the late '90s, early 2000s. So I had some Goldfinger in there and some Primus. And, yeah. I'm trying to think what else was the biggest like. Uh, no doubt. Blind. I would say Sega's uh, console future. Oh, <laughs> oh. Pretty much died after two thousand one or so. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I'm still a Dreamcast believer. I know. Just so don't let ad games touch it. Oh, no. oh my gosh! Yeah, keep ad games away. <laughs> it's terrible. All right. Ad games at bay. Leave him a bit. Yes. Is it sad that I still play the newest one? I got it hooked up to my main TV in my house. It's not bad. It's not great. No, it's but so it's sad not for your children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. It's it like giving your kids dehydrated <laughs> milk when you have the real stuff in the fridge. <laughs> oh, that's <Hey>. mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're going to drink this terrible stuff, <laughs> even though I have the good stuff. <laughs> Trying to save a dollar. <laughs> all right well with that let's uh head on to the next segment so uh hey game on aaron game on game on josh game on game on yeah game on Sega! all right pit fighter for the sega genesis and before we get into the sega genesis version um, i'm gonna talk quickly about memories uh, i remember this game in the arcade uh Back in, I believe it was 1990, 91 when it came out. Uh, my dad had taken us to, I believe it was the Greenbrier area in West Virginia. He was playing music up there. So we were staying in this big old hotel. And they had a uh, 
arcade uh, on the bottom floor had uh, pinball machines and pool tables and ping pong and uh, I remember very clearly like I saw I think maybe Ninja Turtles was down there and you know your classics like Pac-Man and everything and then all of a sudden I see this game Pit Fighter had this crazy art and these digitized real life graphics and blood and just fighting and I'm like oh I gotta play this game and uh, I pumped so many quarters into that game trying to beat it. My brother and I just played the heck out of it. So my first memories of this game were just loving it. i never seen anything like it. You know, a lot of people will say that, you know, all oh, this game was trying to rip off Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, wait a minute, this game came before Mortal Kombat. But it just, seeing it in that arcade cabinet was just so awesome. And then later on, of course, I rented it for the Super Nintendo and then owned it for the Genesis. Um, and uh, just, it, it's one of those games that I, always go back to you know regardless of what i feel about it but uh just the the memory of that seeing that arcade cabinet and, and you know using my index middle and ring finger only never using a thumb on the controller or the arcade cabinet that's just how i play that game when i do this it's just uh it's like a, as soon as i pop it in i immediately change my grip on my genesis controller from two thumbs to a thumb <laughs> that's and how you have to play yeah, it yeah yeah so but uh yeah it was just kind of cool memory i i I don't know about you guys if you played the arcade version first, but uh, the arcade was just gorgeous back then. Now, and of course, it's aged, but uh, when I was a kid, that was like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, I think uh, the there were very few games before that that had done digitized graphics. Um, I think I had read on two dudes favorite site wikipedia that uh <laughs> <laughs> that there was a the third dude the third dude is wikipedia <laughs> that there was a fighting game before this that, that did it that's the best part uh, ever we got <laughs> we got to get a sound clip on that one <laughs> so there was like one other game that did this style and then uh journey journey the escape i think or yeah there was a journey game that used digitized recreations of the band in the game but nothing quite to this degree this this level it's just kind of like the silicon graphics revolution that would come a few years later where everything was like oh we need to you know it was still digitized but it was like we need to digitize these pre-rendered graphics and you know everything in the mid 90s had that look in the early 90s everything had to have like it was either full motion video or it had this cool uh you know at least to our child brains like oh man this looks like real life which pit fighter did it was pit fighter and narc at the time i don't you know mortal Kombat was just like just about to come out but yeah i remember pit fighter in the arcade and i remember us renting it on the sega genesis and yeah i had a I had a blast as a kid like i <laughs> I don't have I think people come come and play the game now and they're like they probably judge it by different standards yeah. but when it came out like I, I liked it yeah, <laughs> I liked yeah. the game well, it, I put it on a Atari Lynx of all things I had that port oh, wow. this, this game was ported everywhere yeah, yeah and it's funny you said that Aaron because the standard now if, if you didn't play this game before you played street fighter or, or mortal Kombat, yeah you, you can just completely count it as a wash but playing this game before those two games came out I, I have very fond memories and can always go back to this one easily yeah i never played it in the arcade i didn't even know it was an arcade game we got it with our sega uh and i just thought it was a sega game i had no idea it was a port and yeah i played it before uh obviously it was like 91 so we didn't 
we didn't have Mortal Kombat at the time, so it was kind of the first, uh, one of the first fighters that I'd ever played on the system. So uh, that's, and I just thought it was a Sega game. <laughs> and it, was, it has that like pre-Street Fighter 2 feel to it that some, it's almost like halfway between a side-scrolling beat-em-up and a one-on-one fighter just because of the, the ability to move around a ring yeah. and pick up weapons and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, there, you know, I, I think before, you know, Street Fighter 1 had come out already by that point, but before that it really solidified as a genre where everyone was like, okay, we gotta, we got to make every 2D fighting game like this. Um, there were still games like this, like this, and like I think like Street Smart uh, by SNK, which I think was like their very first fighting game uh, that had this sort of style where you had more range of movement. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. Like talking about this game does bring back some definite memories when I was a kid because. I remember we had this before we rented Mortal Kombat or playing that near. I, I definitely remember Pit Fighter first before yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know what's funny? My my brother came over um, right before Christmas time, and every time he comes over, we'll have dinner with the family, and he usually sits at my desk where I have my Genesis Model Two hooked up, and he'll start you know flipping through the games and popping them in and playing them. So he he popped in Street Fighter Two, played it for. 10 minutes and then put in Mortal Kombat and played it for a few minutes and he looks over and he goes dude do you have Pit Fighter? <laughs> <laughs> nice! <laughs> it's like yeah yeah you remember that so that was kind of cool but um as far as this game goes like we said it was uh released 1991 or 1990 for arcade I believe it was released in the Genesis uh 91 uh released on so many different uh platforms like we said uh you said the Amiga, um, Genesis, oh, Super Nintendo, yeah. Game Boy. All the, yeah, all the microcomputers, the Game Boy. You had the Master System. and You even had a canceled Atari 7800 port yeah, that Link, you can Links, watch. Like, like, said, yeah, yeah and there, there's footage of that 7800 version. And it's by Sculptured Software, and it like looks nothing like Pit Fighter. And uh, <laughs> our, our our good friend, uh, the No Square Gamer, actually talked about it on his channel on yeah. YouTube. So you check that out. Cool. And and the the Genesis port in particular was published by Tengen, uh, and those developed by Atari Games Corporation, of course, like the other ones. But uh, looking at a quick uh, list, we said, yeah, Amiga, Arcade, uh, Atari ST, yeah. Commodore 64, DOS, Game yep. Boy. Yep, ZX Spectrum, uh, Amstrad, and yeah. then you had um, the SNES. And yeah, Game Boy. So it was a Tengen game. Was it ever? Was there ever an unlicensed version for the Sega? Or are they all licensed? No, they were. So Tengen did all licensed games with Sega, which is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the cover art now, and there's a the logos at the bottom, official Genesis seal of quality, but it's got the Tengen. I'm logo surprised on it. that it, they didn't bring it to the NES, but I think you know by that point. You're like, ah, oh, we're done with the NES. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's real cool because I, uh, I lost this game. I could have swore I had the actual copy, so didn't have it. Went and found it on eBay, and I found a. It said complete in box, which is pretty cool. And I think I paid like seven dollars for it total. Uh, the, the price right now is going for about six dollars uh, out of box, but uh, I got it and I opened it up, and of course the 
the uh, case looked good and the cover art looked good. And I pulled out what I thought was the instruction manual, but it actually ended up being a very stinking sweet Sonic 2 poster. So I don't think that was meant to be in this uh, <laughs> in this uh, nice. complete box. So I kind of would rather have the Sonic 2 poster than what I got here. So <laughs> that's kind of a nice little surprise to get. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Uh, the music was composed by Satan. I mean, um, uh, <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> I don't know that you can call this game having music it just sounded like random sound effects we can get into that later but oh man <laughs> sorry that was oh awful. man cat dying cats in hell but <laughs> um, it could have been worse yeah a real quick uh there's really not a story behind this game but i'll read what the uh, back of the of the cart or the cover art says it says digitized graphics of live action for super realistic hand-to-hand combat get ready for the meanest nastiest street fighting ever Pit Fighter, the smash hit of the arcades, now comes to your genesis. Every scene, every movement is created from, created from digitally processed graphics of live action for the ultimate in realism. You can be Buzz, the pro wrestler known for his power, and his body slam and headbutt. Or go for, go for speed of the third degree black belt Kato, feared for his combo punch, flip kick, and backhand attack. Or become Ty, whose deadly feet can launch the spin, can launch the spin, that's funny, flying in roundhouse kick, kicks with awesome agility. You'll take on any and all comers. Your ultimate goal: earn the right to confront the mask warrior, dethrone him, and become champion. His name's actually Jeff. Je- he- Je- Jeff the mask warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff the mask warrior. <laughs> that just I thought it was Bane. He's just, he's Bane, just Jeff. Yeah. No. <laughs> what's what's his catchphrase? Doesn't he say like "You will die" or something? <laughs> I, he sounds like Bane. I can never understand him. He's like I know. Uh, yeah, all those cutscenes in between. It's like, wait, what do you say? I need some subtitles here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. But um, yeah, and, and the darkness. So, so, so this game, um, and I think this might even be a little uh, kind of innovative because you mentioned Street Fighter, uh, the first one. You only got to pick from one character if you played single player, two characters if you're right. two players. This game actually lets you pick from three different characters who didn't look anything alike. They had three different complete fighting styles. Different, um, very cool. Um, I know my favorite was Ty. He kind of was like the Jean-Claude Van Damme kind of ripoff. Um, He's the best character yeah, in the game. Easily, oh, yeah. In my opinion. No easily. Yeah. And like, I, it didn't take me long to realize that he was who I played as the most yeah, as a kid. Yeah. And he, we, you can sit there and spam that uh, his like kind of special attack, hitting all three buttons at once, that little, like whatever you want to call that, weird kick. Is that the roundhouse kick? Yeah, 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 where he kind of fakes the left and goes right. Really it's cool. The Chuck Norris special? Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I thought he was the best. Um, every now and then I play as Buzz because he's pretty powerful and he can do some cool slams early on in the in the game. But he kind of sucked when you get a little further. I never could beat yeah. anybody else with him as the further I got. Buzz, Buzz Tannen. Was that? Buzz I was Tannen. thinking of Buzz from, thinking like Buzz from Home Alone. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking uh, Back to the Future, yeah. Buzz Tannen. Yes. <laughs> Make like a train, get out of here. McFly. I'm just like waiting for him to land in manure. Or he could be like, Mick Ty. Oh, no, that was yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was really bad. But uh, then Kato, who I thought was completely worthless. I never could have figured that guy out. <laughs> Joe, yeah, he's... He looks cool. Like, I, I think his moves look cool and... His whole... now, now, here's the problem. Try doing his special move and see how long it takes for him to recover from his stupid oh, yeah. bowing. You know, I mean, it's... bowing is cool, but it takes forever. 
Yeah, that's what really kills it. Yeah, well, to, so we had this game growing up. We got it with our Sega, and I never, we probably had the manual, and I never read it. I did not know until I played it today that you could do a special move with three buttons. You know, <laughs> I never knew that. So, yeah, it, it wasn't until I was about 25 that I learned to read. So. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was I was so mad. Well, and then, so I'm playing it on my Nomad, and it's impossible to play on the Nomad. Like, because you have to hold the three buttons, and you can't hold it with three buttons. It was terrible. It was it was absolutely terrible. But I noticed the same thing with Kato. Yeah, he's worthless because it takes him like three seconds to recover from his special. And he looks so Cause, cool because if, like, if you watch the yeah. intro video, like where they all kind of have these little silhouettes and these little different frames, like Kato like is hitting some guy with a backhand with a blindfold. And he's up on a cliff doing like Karate Kid stuff, but it's just not cool when he plays. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like his his little combo thing, but yeah, the recovery is just not not cool. Because you need that. I mean, Ty's the. I mean, I think Kato's the fastest. Ty's kind of like the most balanced. Yeah. But it, it, like with Ty, as soon as he does the roundhouse and knocks him over, uh, you know, he'll go yeah or whatever, <laughs> and and then he'll you can kind of run over and, and do it again. But He's got the best range, like just his regular kick attack. You can really keep someone kind of at distance until you, you know, kind of regroup and do some combos. And then his, yep. pun- his punching combo. Doesn't he do kind of a cartwheel? Yeah, he does a cartwheel too. Yeah, kind of like a double dash type thing. Yeah. And then, of course, all the characters, if you hit A and B together, um, if the character's not too big, you can pick him up and throw him. That's always a nice little addition. But I thought that was a cool part of the game because I know when you uh, played against the all the guy that's always like charging you like Juggernaut, you couldn't actually pick him up with anybody but Buzz because I guess Buzz is the only one that's uh, strong enough to get him up. So that's a little little thing I kind of realized the other day. Yeah, type a suplex. But it's oh, hilarious. Gosh. You pick anybody up, and it's just like the goofiest animation. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's charming to me. I I don't know. It's it's hilarious seeing like a sprite do like a weird flip in the air as you pick it up. Yeah. It's like forget any animation. We're just gonna make him go automatically upside down. <laughs> it, it, it looks like a poorly animated YouTube video is, is what kids would call it today. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Where someone's like, oh, I have no budget. I'm going to try and animate me doing this thing. <laughs> So, uh, I let my six-year-old play this game, which I think I've mentioned many times before on the show, that he's kind of my, my retro game buddy, and uh, he watched me play it, and he goes, Daddy, can I try that? And that boy literally sat here for 30 minutes and played this game until he got a little further, and he, he was looking at his high score and telling me how much money he made, you know, when the forklift would, would lift you up, but uh, I was real shocked at how, how much he actually enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah, no, not, I think that's great. I couldn't get my daughter to play it because <laughs> she's like, "Dad, can we can we do something? Can we play something else like Tetris or something?" I'm like, "Okay," because I was trying to get her to play the game with me. She's like, "Nope." Yeah. It is real funny because I don't let my kids play a lot of very violent games, and uh, he he goes, "Daddy, there's blood in this game, but that's okay." There's blood and that's, there's <laughs> that's what he told me, but that's okay. <laughs> There is sweat. Yeah, a lot of sweat. Everybody sweats profusely, <laughs> is, even the women. It is called what Pit is, Fighter. Yeah. yeah, what is going on with that, though? Like, if you look, there's, like, women in the crowd, and they come out, and they do, like, the Michael Myers knife stab <laughs> yeah. at people. Like, oh, yeah. they want these people to die. What is going on? Like, Yeah, like, it's, it's like, 
Thunderdome. It's beyond yeah, Thunderdome. Yeah. It is. Yeah, beyond it's Mad Max meets Fight Club in a biker bar. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's... And everyone, everyone is in leather. Everybody. No game quite like this when it came out. <laughs> that aimed for this sort of um, over-the-top realism or even surrealism, if you want to call it that. Where it's like, yeah, you... You could imagine like a fight club or something like this, but it, it, it does feel like it's it, kind of a pastiche of, of different fighting movies or, or things like where it's like a, um, like Bloodsport or something where there's like an underground fighting league. and Kumite! Kumite! And the characters you fight are just so hilarious. Like you got the... Uh, you get the bikers and Southside Jim, who seems to be like from Miami Vice or something. You know, he's just trying to get the Sunday paper, and you just disturbed him, and he's just mad at you now. You, the- you know, Ruf- Rufio's in there. Rufio. Yeah, Rufio, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Metalhead. Metalhead. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, the guy like in the army get up looks like he shouldn't even be in the army. <laughs> like, this guy looks like a little wimp. <laughs> Oh man! And then the uh, guy that charges you like a his head like a battering ram kind of looks like he's in diapers. That was interesting. Oh, and, yeah, he does. yeah, I was thinking I'm gonna go back to Southside Jim, uh, and I, I could have sworn it's like is he just wearing sweatpants? Heck yeah! <laughs> it looks like he's yeah. <laughs> a pink tank top. I'm like, dude, he white, knows white how to roll. Shoes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was like training with Punch Out and like. He didn't have the matching sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And he does come back. Oh, yeah. He comes back harder, for sure. Yeah. You just couldn't keep him down. I guess I was like, uh, did I kill him, Daddy? I'm like, no, no, no he comes back. <laughs> no. Someone always comes back in these games. <laughs> oh, it's great. But uh, did, did you guys have any, like, specific strategy? I know we all kind of agree Ty was probably the best. Yes. Um, I, uh... I, of course, I used the, the the special attack with the three buttons. But if you kind of kind of came down, like, and this is kind of like similar to like playing Streets of Rage, if you start high higher on the stage and kind of work your way down to meeting them, you can kind of get a little bit of a head start when you start your punching combos. I tend to kind of get a head start on that with uh, with Ty, and then I would hit a few punches and then do this special roundhouse kick. Yeah, I I found uh, I think I I could have spent more time in the practice mode, but. Yeah, it's a similar strategy where it felt easier to have the enemy come towards me and I was kind of down yeah. uh, below them. And then it was even better if I could kind of do like a forward forward or a backpack charge and then get a little space between us, have them delay by throwing a punch or something, and then time it just so that I could throw my special move which doesn't actually take off a meter or anything you can keep on spamming it yeah. it's just about timing with it so you wait for him to come towards you and then if you time it right they'll walk right into your your attack and then there's like one enemy I, I felt like where <laughs> I just had a harder time spamming anything at him so like he, he just seemed like he was just throwing up the dukes constantly so <laughs> I'd wait for him to walk towards me, and then I'd I'd throw him towards the crowd. It's great because I'll like throw him back. <laughs> and and like you, Josh, after 
20 some years of playing this game i realized something the other day if you hit b and c together it's a much quicker jump kick and i always would hit c and then b and do a really miserable jump kick so if you hit them at the same time it's a much fluid jump kick didn't know that and did you did you try to block it felt more like a dodge not even yeah you can block but it's kind of useless in this game (laughs) you can duck but that does nothing i always get hit yeah and i think yeah, my strategy is uh, read the manual and don't play on a Nomad. <laughs> That's a great good, idea. Two good pieces of advice. And then did you guys do like yeah, down attacks? I know whenever I was tied and I would knock someone down, if you go and hit kick, uh, yeah. kind of like like his ankle shot or something, like a, or a, yeah. a, a heel kick or something. Yeah. The dirty moves you yeah. can do. It's pit uh, fighting, that, man. No rules, buddy. Yeah, spamming that special move for Ty is really good, especially in the... I forget what it's called. The stage where you have to fight yourself and the number of knockdowns. The, the bonus stages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get penalized for losing. They're kind of like mirror fights. Yep. Like, uh, yep. Mortal Kombat. Like your, your twin. Yeah. <laughs> and it stinks. Like if you get if you hit him and he hits you and you both get knocked out, it still counts it as a knockdown even if you hit him first. Yeah. So it's kind of a pain. But you get some serious bonus points if you complete them and of course it, it keeps racking up and gets exponentially larger in how much money you get as you go further on because the purse increases because you know how how strong money is it can lift a couple forks up on a fork truck so yeah I don't know <laughs> how that works yeah i don't either that's kind of funny <laughs> so, so yeah in between each fight the listeners have even played this uh it kind of showed you how much money you won for the fight, and uh, you got a small crowd around you, and you're standing on top of a, a, a pallet on a fork ju- uh, truck, and it, it'll it'll lift up the fork as you make more money, and then everyone cheers for you. So interesting. Yeah, it's strange. You're basically in a warehouse where you're fighting to the death, and everyone's wearing leather, and for some reason they all have cash yeah. to bet on people, and like you can stab the guy uh, that you're not betting on with a knife. <laughs> And yes. then, <laughs> and then when when the fighter wins, you give him your money, and you're cheering for him. I, I don't get it. Like, it's it's very strange. But uh, I also don't understand when you make like a couple hundred thousand, you don't walk away and you just yeah. keep fighting. Yeah, I, it's like <laughs> I mean, they're making more money than some of these guys in the UFC make in a year just out of two pit fights. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, I wonder if the IRS can't know about this. I mean, yeah. this, this is definitely off the books. There's no police, obviously. I mean, I'm, unless yeah. they're in on it. Speaking yeah. of that, I think all of our high scores were probably higher than any of our salaries for a couple of years. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. I mean, I mean if, if I can make I'm... if I can make six hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars, <laughs> I'd be on cloud nine. <laughs> yeah. I'd quit Genesis Gems. Oh, just dude, kidding. Dude. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> that, that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I I'd still do Genesis Gems, even if I was a Brazilianer, a famous chiptune artist. What, what do you say? <laughs> top tier, top tier chiptune artist. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh. So, okay, here's here's an interesting question. Did you guys ever play Guardians of the Hood? No, but I need to Google this. I've never even heard of it. Yes. So this is like what would happen. So there was a planned sequel for Pit Fighter called Pit Fighter Two that was going to be released yeah, on the same yeah. Never came out. You can go check it out on Unseen 64. There's a few screen grabs. I think there's some overlap between that game and Guardians of the Hood, but Guardians of the Hood is basically like 
Um, what if Pit Fighter was actually a side-scrolling beat-em-up? And that's what would happen. And it has, like, little uh, breaks in between the stages that play a lot more like Pit Fighter, and then it goes back to the side-scrolling stuff. But, man, is it really goofy. It kind of reminds me of Vendetta. Like, just the cover art. Did you ever play that Konami beat-em-up Vendetta? Uh, I think so. I think I know which one you're talking about. Okay. I'm just looking at the cover art for Guardians of the Hood. But, yeah, if you look at footage of it, um, it's pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, it does not play so great. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty. So this is the digitized graphics, too. Okay. It's it's definitely got, like, the the, uh, setting of, of Vendetta, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's because you're taking back the streets. Yeah. 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 It's like that or a a final fight. I'm gonna have to play it just out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it it definitely feels like you're playing Pit Fighter as a side scrolling beat 'em up. You got a guy. There's a guy named Gunner on a on a screenshot I'm looking at. He's got a pair of sweatpants with white tennis shoes and a and a cut off uh, midriff shirt. So. <laughs> and there's a nice. gal you can play as who's just like riding a bike and. Huh. Uh, okay. Paper boys on this. <laughs> yeah. Paper girl. Oh, nice. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> So if, if you want more random, interesting stuff, I posted something in the Genesis Gems group about how oh, the, music, <laughs> they, yeah. like the music's different in many of the versions of Pit Fighter for some weird reason. And the Commodore 64 version by far has the best music, in my opinion. If you check out the, the theme song, I posted it in the group. It's it's really good. Yeah, you got a couple positive comments on that, so I think people would definitely agree with that. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm like, and like I mentioned before, we can talk about music and stuff now. But um, I never really felt like there was a song when you it just kind of random sound effects, and I was kind of I was kind of ta- I was kind of tapping like you know to a beat, trying to figure out like, you know, what's this BPM here? And I don't know that it even followed like a. <laughs> well, the problem is okay, and and I think I can break it down here. Uh, the the, the composer is not very adept with the chip as far as like making drums with the fm channels like some japanese composers would be so they almost sound like tribal music which makes sense for a fighting game but it almost sounds more like bell and and like uh more high-pitched sounds than like bass drum and you don't really hear a snare so much so part of it is he's probably got what maybe five channels four or five channels he can use for the music and then there's one channel that you can play back samples or use as fm and in that channel what he's doing is he's playing back all of the voice samples in the game so where you would normally hear like a bass drum or you know uh, a snare sampled like in some other sega games you don't hear that at all so you just hear Taya saying yeah Every yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I'm the best, and and kick him or whatever that lady says. I can't understand it. It's unintelligible. Yeah, it's, yeah. some of it's easier to understand than other things. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. 
Oh, and how about that music? Uh, how about that music? Cat, the dying cat guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I'm telling you, I need, I need to develop a guitar pedal. I think the, the Gemsters would buy it. Dying cat sound. Cat scratch fever. I'll just call it that. <laughs> nice. Stomp box. So yeah, yeah. The, it's not great. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> hey, that great wrap up, Josh. <laughs> great wrap up. Yeah. It's not great. And <laughs> we had you here for a reason. It's not great. It's kind of funny. My, my wife kind of has this quote anytime, like, I'll cook dinner or something, something new. And I'm like, how do you like it? And she'll go, it's not terrible. <laughs> it's, like a, it's edible. It's like our new thing. <laughs> it's not terrible. Uh, but speaking of money and high scores, well, I think Aaron took this one home. Um, I even tried to beat it at the last minute, uh, like uh, Josh and Aaron were saying. I ended up getting six hundred twenty-seven thousand seven hundred sixty. Yeah, and I and I had about I think I had like seventy, like seventy-one, or what is it, seven hundred ten thousand? Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I had three hundred twenty-one thousand five hundred eighty. But Josh was smart. He took the money and got out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, I took I'm, the money and ran. He's like, I'm yeah. done. I think was, I'll just say Josh was playing on the highest difficulty. We'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, adjusted for inflation, that should be enough money to uh, to retire, I figure. <laughs> I mean, you can buy all the copies of Pit Fighter in the world with that money. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can have them lift me up on a forklift, too. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to Photoshop that. <laughs> that'd be great. I mean, this was back when, well, even today, there, there were like, how many copies of games were mass-produced back then? Had there been more than that, I would think over a hundred thousand per game at least. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this one's not very expensive, so they must have had some surplus or something. <laughs> not rare. Yeah, high scores. We talked about controls. I I thought the controls were pretty responsive. I didn't have any problem with them. Um, definitely easier to play than some of the other fighting games we've covered on this show. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I would say, yeah, definitely better than Mondu's Fight Palace or <laughs> Slaughter Sport. Or I like Mondu's Fight Palace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what was the other one? What, what did I? I'm trying to remember what we called it. I, don't know. Uh, I tried to forget that. So the game. Fighting Robots one. I'm trying to remember which one that was. That was just like the worst. Like the worst game ever. <laughs> it was the worst. Where did game. we rank that? That was yeah, Heavy it Nova. Was, Heavy like, Nova. Yeah, Chevy Nova. That's right. Like, <laughs> Chevy Nova. Chevy Nova just had the worst fighting game controls. <laughs> Hit Fighter definitely does not work no, rank no. anywhere near that. Um, and it amazes me that people kind of throw this in there with those the worst games of Genesis because when you type in, I've seen like YouTube comments, yeah, and I, I think it's just, I call it the AVGN generation. Now, yes, where it, and not to not to knock James Rolfe and love his channel, but I think some people get their opinions um, just from like modern YouTubers yeah. <laughs> instead of, I guess, playing games in their original context which I, I guess is kind of impossible but uh remembering or understanding like what they were trying to be when they came out yeah well even nick's son played it and he liked it yeah, he played it for yeah. 30 minutes yeah it's the game's fine like if you don't have any expectations going into it it's really playable and it's fun i mean graphically it doesn't do the scaling 
that the arcade game does. It doesn't have a three-player mode, but it gets everything else just about right. You've yeah. still, still got the weapons. Uh, you've got the move sets. You know, you, you've got the animations, which were just as goofy in the arcade. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, and you don't have, like, the the super large sprites but it's 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 okay it's still still very playable and i i think yeah there's a lot of things that maybe could have been better but for what it was i mean i still kind of had nostalgia for it graphically it doesn't hold up quite as well and and part of it is just i think being digitized graphics um, kind of like that and like pre-rendered stuff just doesn't hold up as well these days compared to like a more animated uh, uh, hand-drawn style but that that is what it is cool you know what Nick I am noticing a supreme lack of dad jokes and I'd like you to get on <laughs> you like me to get on that agreed I couldn't find very many of them <laughs> I had some funny ones in there about, you know, the pits and landing stomach problems with oh, just, uh, fighting the... That's true. <laughs> no, I don't have any good dad jokes this time around. So, sorry. I guess we're going to have to end the podcast. Yeah. Nick is out of dad jokes. This is going to be our last episode. Yeah. Well, I was actually... I, I printed... I usually put the dad jokes on a on a piece of paper. And, um, and I actually heard a joke about paper. Um, you want to hear it? Sure. Ah, never I mean, mind. I guess. Never mind. It's terrible. <laughs> get get it? Ter- terrible. Ter- oh, <laughs> sorry. And we're back. And we're back. Everybody. And we're back. <laughs> Woo! All right. All right. I think. Okay, we- you ready? Here, here's one for you. Why did the octopus beat the shark in a fight? Why? Because it was well armed. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Why was the clam so lonely? Yeah. Why is that? No one liked him because he was shellfish. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, my son the other day he asked me he goes uh, he goes Daddy did you get a haircut? And I said uh, No I got them all cut. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like said son. Did you- did you explain the joke to him? Or yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Sometimes my kids like I have to like explain a little more. If it's <laughs> oh, my, my or they think you get it. You... Did you get it? Really? You got it. My, my wife hates this when she'll ask me, "Can you put the dog out?" And I'll say, "I didn't know she was on fire." <laughs> She's oh, like, man. You just hear boo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, retrofitted achievements, anybody? The Channel for Stems retrofitted achievements. I, man, I was thinking about it, and then I realized, like, all my achievements were literally just like the catchphrases from the game, <laughs> and then I just gave up. <laughs> oh, I had one really good one. The other ones are kind of the same thing. Real stupid like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no pain, no gain. I was like, oh, wait, yeah. that's a catchphrase from the game. <laughs> well, the, the one I had that I was proud of is, is actually kind of like a dad joke. I was kind of saving that for this. But uh, 
This one's called I Can Harley Pick That Up. And that's uh, picking up the motorcycle and using oh. it as an attack. <laughs> nice. Yes. I thought it was great that you could pick up a motorcycle and chuck it at someone. Yep. Now, could you actually pick up... I, I didn't try to, but could you pick up an audience member? I never tried. That's a good question, though. That'd be awesome. I mean, you're playing the game right now as we speak. You could try it. I'm actually just... Been, <laughs> I'm, it, it's been looping on the uh, intro. I should try that. Oh, that's that. great. <laughs> that sounds like something you could do in Yakuza. <laughs> pick up someone. That <laughs> is. Yep. Let's give it a shot. Come here, audience. Nope. I'm, just, I'm getting beat up by the audience right now, so... Yeah, never mind. I had one. Uh, was, I had one achievement is uh when you beat Metalhead, uh, Bangarang. <laughs> oh, nice. Hmm. I I don't have anything, so <laughs> I I want to make I want to come up with one for Buzz's kick because it looks so weird, oh, but I, I don't know. Isn't it weird? It's, it's like so he defies weird. gravity. It, it's like and and the cover art of this guy, like his punch he's thrown, is like. I don't know much about fighting, so don't go there, but uh, he's throwing like the weirdest looking jab I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't even look like it would hurt anybody. So. It's because he's a pro wrestler and they're <laughs> supposed to pull punches. Yeah. I don't even think he threw the punch to pull it. <laughs> like he just stuck his hand out there and said, hey. He was run. trying to give him a weird high five. Yeah. Running this. Like run they were going to high fist. five and then they were going to hug and he didn't know what to do and it got <laughs> awkward. And I had one more. It's just finish him, and that's using your triple button attack to win a match. Mortal nice. Kombat. Yeah. And I was like you, Aaron. I, I I typed in like totally studly, which is one of my favorite quotes from the game. I didn't really have a achievement to go with it. I just wanted to talk about that. Totally studly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. So let's ask the big question here: Is Pit Fighter for the Sega Genesis a gem? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good? Or is it garbage? So, we go out usually and ask the listeners, you guys, what do you think? But we also like to go and see what some of the old critic reviews were for this game. And I was really surprised by this. I thought it was a typo at first. Because on the Moby Games, there's a link uh, on each game uh, where some of the, they have some of the summaries of the uh, critical reception from the time and even more current uh, reviews. But uh, GamePro, believe it or not, in December of 1991, and I checked this on three different sites because I didn't believe it, gave Pit Fighter on the Genesis a 5 out of 5. Wow. And the summary they used... GamePro knows. And this actually came from Dr. Dave. I don't remember if you remember Dr. Dave doing some of the articles, but uh, Dr. Dave says, Pit Fighter uses digitization, I can't say the word, to reproduce sound and graphics that are as awesome as those in the arcade version. In fact, we've never heard as much digitized sound from a Genesis game before, and every character, right down to the cheering crowd, (laughs) sports moves and poses that are loaded with realism. If you want outrageous two-player simultaneous action... Step into the pit with Pit Fighter. Dr. Dave also works for Atari. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought that was wow. kind of crazy. I mean, huh, whatever. And the uh, overall critic score that Moby uh, Games gave it was like a 60 out of 100. I would say that uh, 5 out of 5 kind of helped that. So, yeah. and uh, like I mentioned, guys, facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems is where we ask you all the questions uh, if you think this game's gym good or garbage. And we got uh, quite a bit of comments this time. I was very uh, very pleased by the uh, responses. So uh, I will start this 
Uh, first one comes from Andrew Coeb. And he says, garbage. It was cool for about three seconds when you thought it was a Mortal Kombat spinoff. But then you realize what it is and the disappointment leaves you reeling and the regret sticks in the pit of your stomach for days as you try to fight off the self-loathing you feel for every mistake you get from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> or maybe that was just me. Live the life you love. Love the life you live. I'll always love Andrew's sign-offs. <laughs> uh, Mark Super says, it's like the Happy Meal toy version of a popular toy. It kind of resembles the popular toy, and you can definitely have some fun with it if you lower your expectations enough, but you know that it's garbage. <laughs> uh, Eric Wright just says, ambitious. Nick DeMarco says, In truth, all home console ports of this are garbage. There, I said it. We live in a world of video game history where someone thought trying to cram this into a cartridge was a better idea than the Simpsons or Bucky O'Hare arcade games. Yawn. And uh, Evan Nixon says, Good. This is one of those games everyone hates but me. I spent many hours playing this back in 2001 with my neighbors. It's not amazing by any means, but it was a fun challenge. To make matters clear, the SNES version of this is garbage, but the Genesis version is a-okay with me. It has faster and more responsive gameplay. Cool. And he says, I'd also like to add that Stephen Kyer beat this game without losing a couple years ago, and he posted a link to it. Very cool. Uh, Stephen Kyer says, the Genesis version was way better than the SNES by far. Is the Genesis version as rare as they claim it to be? Which, not at all. I know Nick DeMarco chimed in and talked about it there. Chris Vanderhoff says, I remember playing the SNES version. Never played the Genesis version. If the Genesis version is like the SNES version, then lots of puke emojis. And then he says, that equals garbage. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Eric Purcell says, I'd probably give it a good. I mean, even the arcade version was only good in my opinion. This is certainly no arcade perfect for it. This was one of those games that, while not great, would still occasionally suck in my tokens or quarters and even took some of my parents' entertainment fund for a rental or two from the video store. James Woodard says, Seeing this game in the Galaxy Theater arcade was mind-blowing. The sprite scaling and sprite sizes and stuff was so dope. The ports were crap. We got the, one, we got the Genesis port for Christmas one year. We played it a ton regardless. Ian McGarry says, A garbage gym. This game is like junk food. You know it's bad. <laughs> But you still enjoy it. A guilty pleasure. Gabe Van Gilder says, never cared for it. Timmy Mack says, a game a game a friend owned growing up, so I played it a lot. I want to say good because of memories, and I'll stick to it. Haven't played it in years, and it wasn't the Genesis version, but I'll say good. Joe Copel says, I always felt that with the stiff controls and high difficulty that this game is garbage. Douglas Delucky Jr. says, Joe, why you gotta insult garbage? One man's trash is another man's treasure. To be fair, this game is no one's treasure. Butch. <laughs> uh, Daniel Walker says, I've never heard of it, but looking at the cover art, it looks it looks like this is a super not family-friendly game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, Jesse Orta said, at the time, it was fun. It looks really bad today. Garbage. Uh, Johnny Larkin says, this game was crap in the arcades and complete utter crap on consoles. Just, just heart <laughs> garbage all around. Jackson Sanal says, Jim to me, I love this game and still always come back to play it. Tyler Jones says, I mean that box art. They should dress like that in the UFC. Uh, Dan Tolan just says, ah, ha, 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 and then copied someone named Ruben Carver. <laughs> uh, Ryan Mullen says, I'm going to say good because I remember how real I thought it looked when it first came out. And then uh, James Walter just has a gif of the guy staring at a big pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> So that rounds up. Oh, I guess he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to take his sunglasses off just to do it. <laughs> was that? Yes. That was a clip from Jurassic Park, wasn't it? 
Uh, yes, okay, I okay. believe so. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So uh, it was pretty unanimous for our listeners. They all thought it was garbage. Um, me, I'm going to be honest. This might shock a lot of people. I was on the fence of calling it a gem just because I loved this game so much when I was a kid. But coming back and playing it now, I cannot say it's a gem. But I am going to say it's good. Uh, looking looking at our list, and you look at all the garbage games, uh, our highest ranked garbage game is Last Battle. And I think this game is much more playable than Last yes. Battle. And yes, I could go back to yeah. this much more yes. than Last Battle. Yeah, and, and looking up at some of the good games, I'm going to play this game again in the future, way over some of these games we rated as good. But uh, <laughs> I have no problem popping this game in and playing through it and having yeah. a good time. It's playable. I think the controls are great. Um, I like. I actually like the characters, especially Ty. I'm a big fan of him. Don't like Kato. Uh, Buzz is fun to play with, but um, it's got a lot of variety. You can you can do grab moves. You can jump uh, and kick. You can punch. You kick. You have a special attack. It's uh, definitely not just a one punch kind of fighting game. And there's there's a little strategy to it. It's fun to pick up weapons and throw them. It's kind of neat. The audience comes out and stabs you when you get too close. So there's a there's a really great game here. Uh, in theory, but there's some things that hold it back, like just the, uh, like we mentioned, some of the animations are a little choppy, and it's not the best uh, looking game at all, especially in the um, in the console ports where the arcade just had such a huge sprites and they kind of downgraded everything. But uh, anyways, we talked about all that. Uh, the music sucks. I don't really know that you want to call that music. Definitely not the best thing. I would just turn on podcast on or something and uh, play this while you listen to Genesis Gems. But uh, anyways, long story short, I call this game good. How about you guys? Yeah, uh, I think it, it's it's good. Yeah, uh, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so not not a gem. You know, I think when I was a kid, I, I loved it to death. Um, and this was, of course, before Mortal Kombat. But even then, it doesn't play anything like Mortal Kombat, so it's hard to compare it other than the surface level of saying, oh, it has digitized graphics. Um it was a, a u- unique game in that, you know, the the setting was was different, and I liked the character variety. I liked the little little touches they put in the game, like uh, the way Buzz kind of punches. He, he kind of punches out the the sides of his box <laughs> when you start as him, and I think uh, Ty kicks like towards the screen yeah like yeah that's really cool i just like those little touches i think and i think this is one of the only fighting games where the the crowd actually interacts and tries to to beat you up or pushes you back into the ring uh and and, and we didn't even talk about it but like I like that there's like a power up you can go pick up, yeah, which is basically drugs. It's like, oh, here's some amphetamines. <laughs> it's like, here you go. It's a, it's a power. We know what a power pill is, guys. Um, we're in an illicit underground fighting ring. It, yeah, power pills. Yeah, winners don't use drugs. Yeah, right. Winners use drugs <laughs> when it helps them win a fight. Okay, that's just all there is to it. Anyways, is this game good? I think it's I think it's still good. Maybe on the lower end of good, <laughs> but um, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, it's it's cheesy. It's all get out. It you could probably consider it quote unquote bad, but to me, it's still a very playable game that I can still 
get I could still derive fun out of. There's games we've played on this show that were garbage that I never want to see them yeah. in my life ever again. I could go my whole life without playing them again. Pit Fighter, I, it, it just brought back happy memories. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's good for me. Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. You know, I think most people like what kind of like you were saying, Aaron, with uh, the whole EVGN kind of thing. People hear that the game's bad and they just dump on it, never having played it. But if you don't have a lot of expectations going into it and you have a Sega and this game is there, if you pop it in, I think you'll probably have a good time. Uh, it's a fun game. There's enough. I think there's enough there to keep it interesting. Um, and it's, you know, if you compare it to Mortal Kombat, yeah, Mortal Kombat looks better and the action's smoother, but you don't have interactions with the crowd. You don't have items you could pick up. Um, you don't get to fight yourself in a one-on-one, -on -one, like, once you get knocked on, it's over type thing. I don't know. I just thought uh, there's enough there for this game to be uh, different enough from other fighting games that yeah. it's not redundant. Yeah, it's not as refined and the sound is garbage, but uh, it's actually pretty fun. And I like that you get to pick three characters. So um, I will happily agree and defend this game as good. And, and when you go, I think when you beat the game in the credits, it says something about no cats were harmed in the making of this game. <laughs> Which is good. Good to hear that. All right. Well, I think we all agree this game is good. So we'll lay the gavel down right now and declare Pit Fighter for the Genesis good. So, where does this rank on our sheet, Aaron? Ooh, I think it ranks above... I liked playing this more than uh, Buster Douglas Knockout Boxing. Yes, okay, great. And I think I like it better than Tecmo Super Inmate Basketball oh, and dude. probably Bubsy and Jurassic Park. Uh, the first Jurassic Park, at least. I don't think it's better than Jurassic Park Rampage Edition. I think it maybe. No, I, okay. I, I don't think so. Better than uh, Super WrestleMania? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think we can slot it in between us. Nice. Man, we just we don't get in too many arguments no, on this show, man. <laughs> it's like, I think once we settle on a spot, we're like, yeah, that, that yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So That's cool. good. So to give you listeners where I'm adding in this live, uh, right now, number 54 on our list of games we covered is Jurassic, Jurassic Park Rampage Edition. So we're going to slot in Pit Fighter at 55, which will go right above WWF Super WrestleMania, which is our new 56, and then the numbers go down from there. So You know what uh, Sammy Hagar once said? What did he say? That I can't go 55. <laughs> and we just did. We just did. So episode 76, Pit Fighter, is our new number 55. So awesome. It's so weird to think that 55 used to be like a fast speed limit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now you got 55. Like, oh no, you can't go 55. It's like down here nope. in Texas, like, oh, 80, 80 miles per hour. That's a normal speed limit now. That was it's on funny. that was on one of yeah, the Back we, to Future soundtracks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. We we actually just saw uh, Bumblebee tonight and they play that song like oh, while he's like in a chase scene and I'm like you should probably go faster than 55. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Just, <laughs> I probably would have picked another song, but it, it was still pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. The movie's actually pretty good, by the way. It looks know. cool. I, I, it's like the first good Transformer movie in like 20 years. It <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's impressive. Like, yeah. Team. It's rated really high on Rotten Tomatoes. 
good. Because I, I, I like the first few Transformer movies with Shia Labu, however you say his name. But yeah. like, after that, I just like uh, completely lost interest. So this one actually made me want to go watch it. Yeah, the, the last one, the last Mark Wahlberg one, the second Mark Wahlberg one we watched a couple weeks ago, and it is terrible. It's incoherent. It's absolutely awful. Um, and then, but this Bumblebee one was really good, so. Cool. All right. Well, guys, I think that does it for this episode of the Genesis Gems. Had a good time. Um, again, listeners, you probably heard an ad or two in the middle of the show. Just want to say thanks for the uh, patience on that. I'm going to try to make them fun. So the way Anchor works, um, the more popular your podcast gets, the more ads you unlock. So we started with one. Now we unlock the second one. And my next one that anytime it unlocks, don't know what it's going to be, but um, I probably will have one of my kids read the ad. So that'll be kind of fun. So I'm, I'm trying to make it kind of fun and uh, interesting. Like like the, the one we did uh, last time was for the blacktux.com. It's a tuxedo rental shop online. And I had my wife read it and uh, she... I had a little script where it said something like, uh, you know, if you guys can't dress like my husband does, then you need help dressing for your everyday life. So <laughs> I was just trying to, you know, it, she, she had a good time with it too. So that was kind of cool. So um, hopefully that doesn't become obnoxious for you guys. I believe you can fast forward through it. So, you know, I hope you don't because uh, we're hoping those things. I mean, if you already fast forward through the Ask Aaron segments, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's okay, guys. I yeah, understand. Yeah. We want to keep the lights on, so thanks thanks to our sponsors for that. But <laughs> anyways, guys, we appreciate uh, everything you all do for supporting the cast, for the patrons doing what you do out there, uh, giving us the uh, money for us to uh, keep this thing going. So we appreciate it as well. And Josh, again, thanks for coming on. You know you're invited anytime, man. So any future shows, feel free to jump right on. Absolutely. It was great uh, being on with you guys. Thanks for the invite. And uh yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to pop on again sometime. Let me know. Uh, Forgotten Worlds or something. Yeah. Starflight. 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 Yeah, you have to be on here for Starflight. That's a, yeah. that's Starflight a is happening this year. It's a must. Okay. Yes. I got to put that on my uh, 2019. Put it on the flight. docket. <laughs> if we can get Josh on the show again and it's Starflight, yes. And one of, one of our top tier uh, patrons wanna play, wants to play Crusader of Cynthia, which I've never completed that game, so that's going to be a... It's it's fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one to do too. So, all right, guys. Well, with that, uh, we are the Genesis Gems podcast, and we will catch you later. Later, guys. Later. <laughs> <laughs>